This is Robert Berry, and welcome to Retro Crush, the podcast, episode 52. We've got a kind of a different sort of show today. Um, as I mentioned before on the last podcast, uh, I found a cassette tape that my mother and, and I and my sister made to send to my father, who was in the Navy at the time, back in 1977. And uh, I was about seven and a half years old when this cassette tape was made. And uh, no, I'm not going to play the whole thing for you. Some of it gets rather boring. And you can imagine just letting seven-year-olds uh, have free reign of a tape recorder for 45 minutes is a bit bit uh, grating to hear. And some of this will be as well, but uh, just kind of uh, eerie. Uh, I had not heard this tape since it was originally recorded nearly 30 years ago. And... Uh, just kind of eerie to hear yourself talking and being silly as a seven-year-old kid. Um, Some of it's kind of eerie because I I think I sound a lot like my son does now, so it's almost like a tape that he made. But um, just kind of funny too. I mean, this is definitely me still in love of the pop culture at the time. Um, You're going to hear me uh, do a few things here that are just just kind of funny and stupid but i hope you'll indulge me this is not typical if this is the first episode that you're listening to um hey go listen to episode 14 first uh, and some others but uh for those of you that have listened to the show a while you might get a kick out of this so um i'll just go ahead and get right to it i, I broke it into several different different excerpts that we can talk about here um, you're going to hear my mom, and um, my mom uh, was a, a very young uh, mom when she first got married. I think she was only 20 or 21, and uh, and I was born about a year after that. So the, uh, the, when you hear her here, she's about, I'm guessing, maybe 27 or 28 years old, uh, definitely under 30, and she's already got two kids that are uh, about seven and a half and six and a half or six, and uh, my father is probably away uh, in the Africa area in the Navy at this time. So she would uh, every now and then write to him and, and send him cassette tapes with us talking. And this was just one that I come across. So here's a, about a two-minute intro at the beginning of it where she kind of sets the stage. And then you're going to hear me um, telling an incredibly stupid story that's one of those rambling stories that, that, that only kids seem to be able to tell. March 18, 1977. This is an evening of entertainment from Robert Alfonso Berry II and Karma Lee Berry I. Hi, Dad. This is Bobby. I'm going to read a story made up all by myself. Here goes. It's called The Boy and the Worm. There once was a boy with his mother going fishing, and the boy took a worm. He brought it inside, 
and put his mom and put. Oh, Don, I messed up. Now, this is kind of funny because uh, I have trouble uh, <laughs> with my podcasts in the same kind of way. I stop and start them uh, rather frequently there. So, nice to see that this uh, is nothing new. Mm. I made a mistake, Dad. I'm going to start over, okay? There once was a boy with his mother going fishing. And the boy took a worm. He brought it inside and put the worm on his mom's arm. She went... She said, take that worm outside. But he didn't do it. He put it in her clothes. She felt it and screamed like crazy and said, Take it out! So the boy took it out. But then he brought it in and said, I I brought the worm in. Then the mother said, What did you do with it this time? I put it in your bra. Not in. Well, that, well, that's just uh, a heartwarming tale. It's uh, almost reminiscent of some of the early stuff that uh, Hemingway uh, and Edgar Allan Poe came up with. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, basically, uh, I'm sure Freud would have a lot to say about that story with me uh, talking about a worm and putting it in my mother's bra. So, uh, anyway, kind of disturbing to hear that after all these years. Um I go on to uh, sing the theme song to Happy Days. So it's kind of refreshing to see that I had a love of TV theme songs since square one. Sunday, Monday, Happy Days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Happy Days. Thursday, Friday, Happy Days. Saturday, what a day. Grooving all week with you. These days are all. That's pretty bad. Nothing be right, can't be wrong. You know, you gotta just think, uh, imagine uh, you're a father of two kids and and you're looking forward to get a communication uh, from back home. You're lonely out there at sea. And that's what you get. You're you're a tone-deaf kid singing the Happy Days theme song to you there. Uh, By the way, I tried to clean up this audio quite a bit. There's a lot of hissing and stuff in there. And one of the things I had to sacrifice... uh, well, that I couldn't fix, I should say, was uh, the fact that I think we were singing with that microphone practically in our mouth. So that's why it's a, 
uh, extra loud on some of that stuff. In fact, that first clip I I played you, you you'll notice I had to turn down the screaming so I wouldn't blow out your headphones there. Um, one of the things that was going on during this uh, tape was that my mom was making it like we were uh, hosting a big variety show. And there's a lot of stuff from my sister on here and some silly songs that she was singing as well. And there's this motif that she had going along, this running gag that uh, my sister was trying to break the world record for jumping rope. And it was just funny because she couldn't count straight, so that was part of the humor here. But this is how uh, that particular bit ended up here. And here we are, back with Miss Barry, who looks like she's on her last legs and jumping very slowly now. 1,000 and 50, 1,000 and 99, 1,000, 3,000, 8,000. Oh, no, she just fell down. Oh, no, come get her, come take her to the hospital. Oh, that siren's pretty awful. Sorry again for you headphone wearers there. This point, uh, I come in, and I was a big fan of this show, emergency with Randolph Mantooth and um, I think you can see what a big fan I was of this show um, from hearing this next part here. Of course I, I seem to add some things that you would have never seen in an episode like that. Fox, he's only 13 years old. Rampart emergency here. Um, she's male, practically. Pupils are um, uh, pupils are Here's uh, another bit here where I come up with a special contest, and you can play along at home, folks. Hey, Dad, here's a guessing game. Okay, can you guess what this is? Right, a snake. Can you guess what this is? Right, a dog. This is um 
Yeah, that's a particularly uh, highbrow there. Uh, so the good old poop jokes. What's funny is, uh, again, my son, he will just, uh, as I mentioned on a previous podcast, he will just make poop jokes like crazy. And it's so funny to, to hear I was doing the same exact thing at, at uh, his age there. Um, I'm guessing that it, at some point um, my mom must have scolded me about doing this because <laughs> one of the parts later in the tape um, I have to make this apology. Um, I apologize to my dad, and then I go on to sing uh, or, or butcher uh, a Chuck Berry song. Hi, Dad. This is Bobby on Easter. I'm sorry about the nasty parts in the tape, Dad. Well, I'm going to tell a story, and then I'm going to sing a song. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, here's a clip that was uh, in here that it's just so bizarre. I'll let it speak for itself here. I died. This is Bob. Bobby A. Mary. The L stands for leukemia. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Robert L. Berry, and the L stands for leukemia. I don't know what would drive a seven-year-old boy to to say that there. I didn't know anybody with leukemia, and uh, I don't know. Maybe it's prophetic. Maybe uh, when I'm sixty, I'll die from leukemia, and people could look back on that tape and know that it was foretold long, long ago. Well, here's the closing uh, segment. Um, there was a lot more on this tape. Obviously, I'm not going to play it all here for you up here, but this is the last of uh, what. Uh, my sister and I recorded, and I'm just basically saying goodbye. A little bit before this, uh, you know, I was told that my dad's going to be back in 32 days, so that's why I'm referencing uh, that as I talk here. Hi, I'm the Brady Bunch. I'm the Brady Bunch. I love you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Hi, Dad. This is Bobby. 32 days. I heard you were coming back. I love you. 
April 17th, 25 days till you come home. It's been really, really hard trying to do this tape. I don't know how you ever got through 45 minutes of it, but all I know is that a 90-minute tape is not a good talking tape. We started this on March 18th, and it just seemed like we could never get back to it. And we recorded again on Easter Sunday, and everybody was in such a crazy mood that so that bit pretty much wraps up uh, what we're going to play from that tape it was actually kind of sad there my mom goes on to talk about uh, uh, the tough financial times that we were having and um, you know some of the just the debt we were dealing with and um, how I'm eating a lot of food and how she is trying to feed me two pieces of bread at every meal so that I'll stay full. And uh, just it's just kind of eerie to hear your uh, parents talking about you in such a way. So it was just kind of a, a neat little uh, magic uh, treat to find. Uh, it really meant a lot to me to find this. And I hope some of this was at least uh, somewhat entertaining to you there and wasn't a complete waste of time. But I promise I won't be whipping out old home movies and things like that in the future there. Hey, I wanted to remind folks to call uh, the RetroQuest voicemail hotline. We really like playing voicemails from comments, uh, funny jokes, whatever it is that you'd like to share with us. And if you dial 916-231-9480, love to hear from you. Maybe it's just the holidays, but we haven't had too many voicemails left as of late. So uh, give us a call. Um, It does not ring an actual phone here at the house, so you don't have to worry about disturbing anybody. So even if it's 3 in the morning or you're driving home drunk with your cell phone uh, just just give us a ring and uh, love to uh, hear from you there and uh, I am uh, giving away as we mentioned last episode a uh, uh, set of MacGyver Season 4 so if that's something that interests you um, go ahead and call or email me that would probably be easier to email at rberry at retrocrush.com and uh, while we're plugging the website uh, check out retrocrush.com we got a lot of great stuff going on um, just put up a, a big fun article about Ant-Man. We've been showing a lot of really fun retro Christmas pictures of people sitting on Santa's laps and crying. A lot of fun 50s, 60s, and 70s pictures that we're showing out. And um, lastly, um, check out the forums. If you go to RetroCrush.com and on the top it says Retro Forums, uh, we have a great message board. Right now we've got over uh, about 940 members. There's 27,000 different uh Messages, uh, 1,600 uh, different topics, um, just, a, just a lot of great stuff. It's free to check out, and it's a lot of fun. And There's message boards about movies, television, music, retro video games, toys, um, and just some general discussion. Just a lot of fun people, uh, very friendly bunch, so look forward to, to have you join the forums there. Hey, uh, so this Saturday, uh, I took my kids to go see uh, a special press screening of cheaper by the dozen two and oh my god i was not expecting a great movie but it's just an awful movie i mean this is just one of these movies that just did not need to be made there was no artistic reason uh, or any reason that anybody really wanted to see a sequel to this film um i liked the first film for what it was it was a little bit charming it had some fun people in the cast but but this film just goes nowhere. It basically revolves around uh, Steve Martin's character, and uh, he takes his family to a lake where they had a vacation at 10 years prior, 
and Eugene Levy from the American Pie films and about every other stupid comedy that's been released in the last two years is uh, a rival from Steve Martin's past and now he owns about 80% of the property on the lake and seems to be the the great outstanding father that Steve Martin is not so of course they get very competitive with each other um, this film is directed by Adam Shankman who uh, really uh, just it does not do a very good job with this film at all um, it just seems like every uh, scene in this film it just has all these really stupid inorganic uh, setups for just dumb sight gags and pratfalls you know like uh, one of the boys just mysteriously decides to bring a backpack full of fireworks to a clam bake on the river hey hey don't put that backpack too close to that sterno can of fire and you can guess what happens next you know it just blows up everywhere or they get invited to this rich guy's house and have dinner with him and you know of course they're going to show you how steve martin's family's all clumsy and out of control and and the rich family's very refined and for some stupid reason they decide to bring their big clumsy out of control dog and as you know there's no reason they couldn't have left that dog back at the cabin you know they're going to be eating inside at this fancy place and they decide to leash the dog up outside of the mansion and Eugene Levy's character goes on three different times to tell you how this fine china that they're going to eat on was given to him by the king of Thailand and uh you can just imagine what happens when that dog breaks free Oh god! I mean, just there's just the stupidest sight gags in this film, uh, and they're not funny. I mean, you see them coming a mile away. Like there's this stupid running gag they have where they think it's funny that an old man in a wheelchair keeps rolling down off the dock into the water, and and then flopping around in the water helplessly uh, when he gets startled. Um, it happens when the fireworks go off and he goes rolling down there and gets all wet and you know he's just he can't walk and he's flopping around in the water and at the end of the movie there's this boat race and when they have the starters pistol guy he's going on your mark get set you just see this guy in a wheelchair right next to him and he serves no other purpose in this movie other than just to fall in the water when the starters pistol goes off because man is it funny when handicapped people fall in the water let me tell you um the cast is, is just... There's too many kids in this movie. I know that's stupid to say. Uh, it's called Cheaper by the Dozen because there's a dozen kids in the film. And there are about two compelling stories in it. Um, basically, I would say the, the guy from the Lois and Clark show... Um, and I'm sorry I don't remember his uh, name. But uh, he's pretty good in the film. I think Tom Willing is his name. Yes. And uh, you know he's got a fun little story, and um, there's a there's a girl in the film, forget her name, but she's the one that's the tomboy, and she's got a sweet story as well. But the, everybody else in this movie is just they're taking up space. Um, Hillary Duff, I I don't know what happened to her. I mean I'm never a, a monstrous fan of hers anyway because I'm not a twelve year old girl, but uh, you know she was good for what she's done in her old Disney stuff and in the first Cheaper by the Dozen movie she was just kind of okay but it looks like uh, she had liposuction on her face it's just like all of her body fat is just gone and she's got this sucked in cheeks as if you know somebody just 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 uh, put her head in the microwave oven or something and just really ghoulish and, and basically her role in the film is to pout because she didn't want to go to the lake and she has this just stirring dramatic scene where she puts uh, makeup on her sister's face to help her look pretty so uh, nice to see her uh, 
stretching out her acting chops there. So th- this film, horrible. Just don't even watch it. Quit encouraging Hollywood to make these stupid I-got-a-ton-of-kid movies. I mean, between this and Years Mine and Ours, uh, probably Years Mine and Ours Part 2, um, Daddy Daycare. I mean, th- just these movies where there's just some formerly great stand-up comedian like uh, Eddie Murphy or Steve Martin or, or just some other good actor. I mean, The Pacifier. I mean, just, these movies have just got to stop. So please... Um, don't buy a ticket to see this movie. Don't buy it on DVD. Don't watch it. And if you have a friend who's going to go see this movie, uh, hit them and, and tell them that you won't be your, their friend anymore if you see them. We, we have to send the message to just stop making shit like this. I mean, it's one thing to, to remake an old movie, but to make sequels of them on top of it when they're just, just plain awful, um, it's got to stop. And it starts with you and me. Together, we can make a difference. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. We'll catch you uh, later uh, this week with some more episodes galore. And um, we got an interview coming up, hopefully, with Cindy Morgan, who was uh, the female lead in Caddyshack and Tron. So I hope you like that. And I'm going to leave you with the theme song to a great, fun 70s uh, action war TV series called... Baba Black Sheep. We are poor little lambs who have lost our Hey, Craig, thanks for all the great tips you gave on the podcast, man. You rock.